Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. The Tasmanian Council of Social Service, or TASCOS, has been calling for action from the Gutwood government for some time now to help get our state out of the housing crisis we found ourselves in. And as we've touched on quite a few times, even this week, the Premier will has announced in his State of the State speech uh, planning to build 10,000 new dwellings over the next 10 years. So how does TASCOS feel about the pledge? I mean, let's find out. TASCOS CEO's Adrian Piconi joins me live on the line now. Adrian, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Mike. What were your initial thoughts on the announcement of uh, 10,000 homes in 10 years? Yeah, look, as, as you said in the intro, TASCOS and other organisations like Shelter Tasmania, we have been calling for this um, for some time now, and what we've been saying, just to meet additional, uh, just to meet um, current projected need, we need to be building an additional 1,000 new homes over the next 10 years. I mean, it's it's a lot of homes, and I guess you know it's it's a big it's a big thing to do. But at that rate, when you look at it, um, you know, a thousand dwellings per year, um, it's something you've been looking at. But if you look at the rate, but that leaves what four and a half years before we see the social housing waitlist of four thousand five hundred Tasmanian families cleared. I think that that's the thing we need to keep in mind, isn't it? Is that there are four and a half thousand Tasmanians, yeah, um, yeah, without a home right now. So it's actually it's a long wait, ten years or at least a year, even. It's a long time to be living in a you know, in your tent or couch surfing. Um, so we really need to be making sure that we're getting people housed as soon as possible. So what's the plan in the meantime with TASCOS and maybe even you know Shelter Tasmania etc. for these people? Uh, look, I think I think that you know, just first I'd just like to say that you know when we heard that announcement um, on Tuesday, I, I feel like for, for the first time I had a bit of a, a, a sense of hope. Mm. Um, because it felt like we weren't just all kind of throwing our hands in the air and saying, you know, this is an unsolvable problem. We're actually saying we need to do something differently because if we just keep doing the same old thing, this this waiting list is just going to continue to grow. So I, I had a real sort of sense of hope that the government was thinking about this not just in the short term, but but more importantly in the long term because, and actually thinking about how we can solve this problem. Adrian, how long are priority uh, priority applicants waiting at the moment? They're waiting over a year, which is mm. it's a really long time. And we hear stories all the time, I'm sure you do too, Mike, about just some of the untenable situations yeah. that people are living in, you know, particularly children. I mean, I think it's, it's, all, it's awful for everybody, but I think for a child, you know, living in a car, trying to go to school, trying to have their childhood... Um, it's really sort of set, doesn't set people up well or children up well for the future. So tell us what 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 is you know classed as a priority. I mean, what 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 class is that? I'm I, I'm confused on that area because how many of the four thousand five hundred waiting are, are priority applications? Do you know of? Yeah, look, my understanding is you have to be in a pretty dire situation to get onto that priority list. You really have to be without a home. I think that. Many people find themselves in a situation that are, you know, they're in very cramped conditions. Mm. So there might be a family of five living in a, in a two-bedroom home. Um, it's very difficult to get onto that waiting list. So in some ways, it's not an accurate picture um, of what the situation is really like here in Tasmania. So would, do you have a solution to this? What would you like to see happen in a more immediate sense? 
Well, look, as I said, and I think as, I've, as we've talked about previously, you know, we've got this 20-year housing plan that the government started to work on. Mm. We're seeing this announcement on Tuesday as, as, as a key action uh, for the future. I mean, I think we also heard last week with um, the dismantling of communities Tasmania that they'd be setting up a new statutory authority that would be dedicated to housing. So all of that is great in the, in the long term. That, that's about us like working towards some solutions. But as you say, right now, what are we going to do about people who are living in the streets and, and living in their cars? And I think, you know, a really key part of that is the private rental market. Um, mm. We're absolutely seeing, I just, you know, I, I think we're here all of us um, all the time, and it's from a whole range of people that are really being affected by this housing crisis, and in particular, the lack of affordable rentals. Because Tascos is also proposing an urgent review of the Residential Tenancy Act. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, often sort of um, leases are for for sort of maybe six months or so. So we're actually calling for you know, an extension about the the um, provision that allows landlords to evict tenants at that six-month mark. So just giving more um, rights, I guess, for for, la- for, for tenants, um, just to help people get that sort of security of tenure. Um, but, you know, the other thing is just, um, you know, we, we've talked a bit also about the sort of the short-term rental markets, so things like Airbnb. We'd really like to see some regulations around that um, to, to ensure that we can't have more houses on the short-term rental market, full houses, that people can, you know, rent out rooms in their houses, but not full houses. We really need to see those go back into the private rental market so that more Tasmanians can get a home. So restrict the number of entire homes that can be listed for short-stay accommodation. That's, that's absolutely, and we, we're saying that that, you know, that's not going to be the, the panacea to fix all the problems, but it's one of the levers that we can pull to start to alleviate mm. the problem. Um, now, let's talk about the land tax changes. What were your thoughts there? Yeah, look, I mean, it's certainly, um, you know, there's some real benefits there for property investors, that's for sure. Mm. I guess the concern that we had when we heard that was what guarantee is there that that property investors will pass that on that benefit on to renters there's you know there's there's obviously a clear benefit for them but will that have a fine effect to the people who really need that benefit and i think that's probably pretty questionable to be honest and uh, i'll agree with you i don't think many landlords will pass these tax cut uh, benefits on to to the renters uh, we've heard from uh, you know even a listener here recently that because of house you know prices the way they are and the way the value of the properties etc going up um and uh, their lease was up so they were asked to move and they've been in a property for years and this is an elderly couple uh, because you know the rent's been increased incredibly and then other people are being asked to leave because uh, they want to sell the house uh it's just a, a dreadful situation that they're in at the moment um so realistically and on land tax changes yeah great idea but you know mm. honestly we're passed on to the renters i don't think so i agree and you know maybe we could have had built in an incentive for landlords to pass that on. But I think without that, the chances of it happening are, are pretty slim. So, I mean, you know, we, you know, we heard, like, I think it was $220 million, um, of yeah. savings. But, you know, I guess that, that $220 million could have gone a long way 
particularly if we're talking about energy efficiency upgrades. So if we've invested that back into the houses that we have or into the private rental market mm. just to make it, you know, houses more efficient and, and keep people's bills down. So it already kind of comes back to cost of living issues, really. It really does, doesn't it? I like that energy efficient upgrades, uh, efficiency upgrades, rather than a tax cut for mm. people who own one or own more than one property. Did we um, see any other announcements that would improve cost of living struggles for Tasmanians, though? Well, cost of living is such a, such a significant issue oh, it is. at the moment, isn't it? Like it's something that we're really concerned of, concerned about at Tascos, and we're hearing more and more stories every day um, just around, you know, that, that people are just not able to afford to, to get by to make ends meet. And we're going to be doing some work over the coming year about asking Tasmanians, you know, about cost of living and, and some of the things that we need to do to address that. I mean... We've got petrol prices that have just gone up. Mm. <laughs> I think it's almost two dollars a litre um, in some places. What would you like? What what, what uh, would you have liked to see included um, to to help with this realistically? Look, we we are. Look, I have to. I do have to say, we're pleased about the announcement um, about housing. Um, we think that's a step in the right direction. But I think what we need to be doing, you know, we, we do hear the government talk about um, all Tasmanians um, having an opportunity to participate in, in community. But I think it's about us really thinking about what that means um, and that the reality is if you are living on a very, very low income, you're not even able to afford to pay your bills, it's really hard for them to participate in the community. So really thinking about those people that are experiencing vulnerability or disadvantage and how we can support them to be able to participate um, more fully in the community. I do. I would say, though, there was that announcement around um, uh, IT, so providing uh, school children with um, computers and opportunities for data so those children that don't already have that in their home we were, we were actually really pleased to see that announcement in the state of the state on tuesday yeah five million dollars announced to provide laptops and ipads to tasmania public school students forced to learn remotely during uh, due to covid19 um certainly a good move look something I, I've, I've read through and i think is quite a good idea and i'd love your thoughts on the revamped housing market entry program now the state government has said it will see it take over from and their quote is the bank of mum and dad to help mm. young home buyers own their own home yeah look i mean it's a it's a kind of a it's an interesting one isn't it and i think it's obviously it's not the first time that governments have introduced grants for first homeowners i guess that, that again there's some kind of questionable um evidence around whether that actually does support people to get into the market and i have heard you know economists talk about the fact that actually what that often does is it just elevates prices um, for the same value as as the grant. So in terms of the, the overall benefits of, the, of these sorts of schemes, I'm, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Well, I mean, potential buyers will be able to buy a home with as little as 2% deposit with the state government chipping in up to, what is it, up to $200,000 of the purchase price as an equity contribution. I mean, to me, I think that's a good move. People want to get a roof over their head and want to say they own it. So I tend to think um, it'll work. Your thoughts? You don't think it will? Overall? Uh, look, I, I, I'd love it to, to Mike. And I think it's, as, as we said before, it's 
it is another lever that we can pull to help people get into the market. So I think, you know, in and of itself, it's not going to solve the problem, but I think it's definitely something that we need to to, to look into and 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 um, watch, you know, actually monitor if that is, is helping people to get into the market. Well, as we touched on, the government has announced what an increase in the threshold for stamp duty, first homeowner uh, grants to $600,000, stamp duty savings on a $600,000 property. Well, that amounts to around $10,000. Those changes will actually be backdated to Jan 1st, apparently, and they still have the $30,000 first homeowner grant, and that's, uh, that's going to be extended for another year to July 2023. Did anything else stand out to you in the Premier's State of the State address, Adrian? I think those were the two key things, actually. I think it was the, the computers and the data for school children, that $5 million, yeah. and, and this announcement around housing, which, which is pretty significant. Do you feel like uh, the state government has taken on board the advice of stakeholders like TASCOS in these announcements? Well, look, I think actually when we started talking about 1,000 new homes a year um, over the next over the next 10 years that I think people thought we were being overly ambitious and that's not something that would be taken on. So, you know, I was actually really pleased to see mm. um, that that was announced. Announced. Um, it really is to me an indication that the, the government really wants to, to come up with some solutions. It does indeed. As always, a pleasure to speak with you, Adrian. Adrian Picconi, CEO of TASCOS, the Tasmania Council of Social Service. I thank you for your time and I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Thanks for having me, Mike. Good to talk to you. Adrian Picani, your thoughts on that? And uh, indeed, uh, what are your thoughts on that revamped housing market entry program, meaning potential purchasers can buy a home, as I said there, with a little little as a 2% deposit? The government can kick in up to $200,000 of the purchase price as an equity contribution. Now, it would mean, say, an eligible applicant wanting to buy, let's say, a $500,000 home, which seems to be the average, $500,000 home could do so with a deposit as low as, what, $10,000 and a mortgage of $300,000. And the government, um, to have a quote from the Premier, Peter Gutman, said the government will actually provide people with the opportunity to have the government as an equity partner in the first home, either build or purchase. Interesting. I'd love your thoughts on that. one three hundred double O ten twelve or text 0 with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.